Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Now, Today's rapid reaction episode is one that I'm really excited about. So if you have been tracking with the podcast, you know that our normal rhythm is we run two seasons a year. The Tuesday after Labor Day, we run the first season, and then the Tuesday after the trade show, we run the second season. For the longest time, we take a two to three month break in between seasons. But over the last year, we've decided to keep episodes coming every week. And while we're in between seasons, we do Firetime Magazine audio article reactions. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to play an audio article from the Firetime Magazine. I'll listen to it in real time with you and then give you my rapid reaction thoughts to it immediately after after the article ends. Today's article is amazing. Now, I'm biased, but this is an article that came out in May of 2022 written by Christy Campbell, and it's called Good Design is Simpler Than You Think. Now, Christy is the creative director for the Firetime Magazine. She has done the work on our Firetime podcast logo. If you've seen the Firetime Journal, she has done that. And I mean, Her level of design expertise is out of this world, and I'm constantly blown away by what she comes up with. For me, I kind of know just enough to be dangerous about design, but what I have been learning as I watch her is that good design is truly simple. The best designs are very often the most subtle, and there is not a lot of good design in our industry most often because people try to cram too much into too little of space. And so, you know, as, as we listen to this, there's, I mean, even as I'm just thinking about what's in this article, there's already a bunch of stuff coming to mind, but I'm going to jump out of the way and listen to it along with you. And I'll give you my rapid reaction thoughts on the back end. Good design is simpler than you think by Christy Campbell. Effective design can be boiled down to these two elements, messages and feelings. No matter how carefully crafted or last minute the designs are for a business or a product, they'll always convey a particular message and give the viewer a particular feeling. Since this reality is inevitable, it's a tragedy at worst and a lost opportunity at best when we don't deliberately craft this experience for our audience The intentionality required for this is what often separates the good from mediocre or poor design. Too often, we're so hyper-focused on all that our company has to offer that we throw too much onto our visual platforms, whether website, print materials, digital ads, etc. It's easy to think that if we get as many of our products' images and specifications on the table as we can, then we'll win over our potential buyers by just inundating them with our greatness. Unfortunately, The outcome here is not what was intended. Instead of being helpful for the audience, this strategy, whether intentional or not, is incredibly overwhelming or off-putting for the viewer, and it won't make lasting strides to win over the right customers. While you might achieve visual images that puff up your ego, this won't create a likable or believable experience for anyone outside your company. Here's another philosophical approach of design to consider. 
What would it be like if the messages and feelings put out by your designs felt and looked like good news to your audience? I'm not referring to good news that's anchored in how great your products are, but instead good news that tells your audience that their dreams are possible if they stay close to you. With this in mind, here's a new question to consider. When your audience encounters your design platforms, will they experience, at least for a moment, a reality that they've been longing for? Will they have a positive emotional experience instead of one that's just busy or stressful? While this holistic approach to design may sound intimidating to execute, it's truly simpler than you think. The main requirement is to practice thoughtfulness and empathy. Once you've made this commitment, consider these practical tips for intentional design that won't overwhelm your audience. Space. Don't be afraid of blank space. It's good news to our senses. Every blank space we provide allows a moment for a deep breath in, a moment to slow down. We'll likely linger longer when we feel this visual relief. We subconsciously long for health-giving moments of rest for our senses. Color. Think beyond your go-to colors and evaluate the psychological effect colors have on your audience. Whether bold or neutral, all colors are anything between. They all have their place of effectiveness. Decide, on purpose, why you're choosing particular colors. What feelings and messages do they evoke? Also, a note on logos. If you're consistently finding the colors of your logo difficult to work with, consider doing something about that. Whether this is a branding overhaul or a subtle shift in color scheme, making this move is worth it. Don't put it off. Don't let an outdated logo dictate all of your design. A good designer can help you create an updated or expanded color palette that will still be recognizable to you and your brand. Image. Images are helpful and beautiful, but they aren't everything. Make sure your use of images doesn't create busyness or look like it's too generic. Your images should support the message and feeling of your design in a believable way. Generic stock photos don't sell a believable or life-giving message. Even a product photo isn't effective in every context. If you're struggling to find the right photos, don't be afraid to think outside the box. Sometimes the right text and abstract art can provide a refreshingly simple backdrop instead of a photo. Contrast Contrast is the secret element across all visual platforms, whether you're staging furniture in your living room or designing a visual ad. Awareness of contrast is a game changer toward developing a designer's eye. Challenge yourself to take notice of contrast in every public establishment you walk into and every billboard you drive by. Contrast needs to exist in order to subconsciously show the viewer what to pay attention to, and it allows each design element's unique characteristics to truly shine. Sometimes this means pairing a light, neutral backdrop with a bold text color. Let's say, for example, you're trying to decide whether a text should be an uppercase or title case. The consideration of contrast might simplify and help you make the most effective choice. And think about contrast when it comes to the use of shapes. For example, if the majority of the visual space you're working with has square edges, create contrast by throwing in a large circular shape on the backdrop for your main message. Here's one final piece of advice. When in doubt, play it safe with your design, not your messages. Usually, people mix this up. Implementing a simple design with intentional contrast and colors will go a long way to winning over your audience. It's better to do less visually in order to allow space for your message to shine and evoke dreamy feelings for your audience. Simply put, good design isn't only for professionals. You have what it takes to develop a thoughtful and effective approach for your business. Just take the time to be intentional. Gosh, there is so much 
in that article. And as I listen to it, you know, I've got, I mean, honestly, about a page of notes here because Christy hit on, man, just a, a lot of things that our industry would be very wise to pay attention to. Now, as we get started out, you know, Christy at the beginning of this article talked about how design is really about two things, messages and feelings. And I think that that's really important. I've got this, I've got this written down right here is messages plus feelings equals design. And if you think about this, you know, your design should elicit a feeling. Christy asked, is your design good news to someone who looks at it? I would say most brochures in our industry are wildly overcomplicated. Most websites in our industry are wildly overcomplicated. And it is not good news. When someone looks at the brochure, they don't start to relax. They don't start to think, oh my gosh, this can solve my problem, right? It's chaotic and and, and it's stressful. So I think that this is really important. You know, think about the feelings that your design communicates. Imagine if you didn't know what the message was, if, if all the text was blank, but you just physically looked at the design, whether that's the pictures, the colors, the way the shapes are arranged, the contrast and the spacing, does that elicit a feeling of relaxation, of good news, of peace, of, of all those things? I, it didn't make this article, but Christy and I have talked about this a lot, that when it comes to design, I think that the Jewish concept of Sabbath is incredibly important. And Christie's talked about how the, the root word of Sabbath, it means to cease. And that is really where good design is, where you cease and you create negative space, where you create contrast between things. Very often in our design, we want to get our money's worth. So you got to mention this and mention this and mention this. Well, and we've got this brand and we've got this tagline and there's no ceasing. And and truly, it's one of those things like in, in music, when you turn all the instruments up to 10, you know, you can't, nothing's loud. You can't, you can't hear anything, right? Versus when some things are turned down and, and, and you turn something else up, it creates contrast and focus. There's a point in the article where she mentioned that, Contrast is the secret to good design because it shows what to pay attention to, right? Think about that. As you arrange anything that you're doing visually, whether it is a newspaper ad, whether it literally it's, it's an advertisement for a new position in your company, do you create contrast with the text where certain texts are bigger versus smaller so people know what to focus on? Christy designs the Firetime magazine every month. One thing that I've noticed that's incredible is she creates clarity out of articles by how she visually portrays them. And one of her goals is that as you go through the article based on the contrast that she sets up, that you could literally not read the article and you could skim through it looking at what is highlighted, what is quoted, and what is made largest and get the gist of the article. Now, you know, if you if you need to read an article in just a couple minutes, you can do that. And and she creates clarity, like things that I've written, she makes better by visually arranging them in a way that makes people feel like it's good news because it's it's relaxing to look at, it's pleasant to look at, but they know what to look at next. I, I really believe that in good design, 
spacing between things. And, and this plays into contrast as well is, is really, really powerful and truly negative space, you know, allowing design to breathe, to have a little bit of emptiness to it. It makes the things that we're saying with the design that much stronger. And as, as I've worked with retailers and, and manufacturers on this, so often people are afraid to let this, the design stand. And so they just push more things into it. And truly the, the power is in the confidence of simplicity. And, and spacing is really important. You know, when Christy talked about colors, this is a big deal. I mean, you know, in our industry, frankly, like, you know, reds and oranges are completely overused in our space. And, and if you, if you, Think about it. We want to have colors that are picked intentionally. I get that fire is red and, and that fire is orange, but we should we should think intentionally, like Christy said, about like what what do our colors make people feel? And you know, if you look at at our color schemes, like with the Firetime magazine and, and journal, you know, our logo does have some red in it, but we intentionally put a lot of pink tones in that red and made it more of a salmon color. So it's not so abrasive so that it looks different than what is being done in the industry. We use a lot of teal. We use a lot of gray. We use a lot of white because we wanted to have colors that were easy on the eyes and had a relaxing, almost like a, like a pastel feel. Recently, Christy redid the logo for Wi-Fi and it's, it's really, really good. And, and we stayed completely away from the typical colors that our industry sees. And we have blues and greens, and we have some very, very subtle, like a pastel orange that's not typically used in a, in a flame pattern. And, and we felt like those colors were really important, A, to differentiate, but B, to communicate a feeling to the customer. Colors really matter. When we were putting together the Firetime journal... If you've seen that journal, it's a very dark palette, a lot of blacks, a lot of deep, deep grays. And the reason why is that we wanted the journal to feel like a very important and serious document. Like we wanted people, our, our goal with the journal is that by just holding it, you would feel smarter. And and you'd think like, Tim, like that's kind of crazy. Like why would you put so much effort into that? Well, we felt like this is a thick document that's going to need a lot of engagement and we don't want it to intimidate people. We want them literally to feel smart when they hold it so that they will start to engage with it. And I, I think I've told the story in the podcast before, but one of the hard decisions we had to make is when you open up the journal, the inside cover page, when we, when we got these things bid out, Originally, that Insight cover page was going to be white, and we made a change for it to be like a dark gray, but it turned out the people that that quoted us didn't quite quote it right, and they came back and they said, hey, actually, if you want that inner cover to be gray instead of white, it's going to cost 1200 bucks. We'd already destroyed our budget, and we were thinking, man, can we pay $1,200 for a page that has no words simply to change the color. And we said yes, because when you opened it up and it was white, the feeling was not right. It didn't look like good news. It didn't make you feel smarter holding it. So that was a decision that we made to be consistent with the design and the branding of the journal. And you know, you can get your hands on the journal and decide whether you think that worked or not, but it was very important for us. 
and one thing that I've learned, and this is just in general from from Christy, is that brand is something that we don't take seriously enough. Christy has taught me so much about brand with her consistent design. And I really believe that consistency plus messaging over time equals brand. You know, consistency in your design, the same color scheme, the same type of design over and over and over. And this does not mean you're a robot, right? If you go back and look at all the different issues of the Firetime Magazine, Christie has done something beautiful where each one is an incredible work of art, but there's a consistency to it. When, when you look at it, it, it looks like the Firetime magazine, right? When you look at the Firetime journal, even though we went for a different color palette, the feel and the style and the vibe is very in line with the brand that she has started to create. Now, when you combine that consistency with your messaging, the same types of messages over and over and over again, that's how you create a brand. But for our industry, most companies do not have a brand. And I guess I'll speak specifically to manufacturers here. You know, manufacturers in general, they don't have a brand with consumers because again, our products are bought too infrequently and there's not enough money to flood the market with to create a a consumer brand. But I would say most manufacturers in our industry don't have the brand that they should with the retailers and the people who buy their products because they have no consistency in how they design their brochures, their website, their point of sale material. It's all connected. There's no consistency with it. And there's no coherent messaging where the same sort of thing is being said again and again and again. You know, I would imagine that for most folks that wear Nike shoes, if you were telling someone about Nike, the marketing team at Nike would be really excited about what you're saying because you're likely communicating exactly what they want you to communicate. In our industry, I would guess that the marketing team at most manufacturers would not be happy about how people are communicating about their brand because it's not in line with what the company believes because that consistency has not been shown. So I'm I'm going off on a rabbit trail there. Now, finally, Christy ended by talking about photos. And, And this is so true. I mean, it drives me bonkers looking at the stock photos that manufacturers in our industry use. And it's the same fake photoshopped house that everybody uses. I've got these fake flames photoshopped in the fireplace and it's lazy. It's lazy. And, and there's this whole thing of like, well, it's hard to photograph fireplaces and we can't get into enough homes. And that doesn't hold water with me. And, and the reason why is like for us with the Firetime magazine, truly like we, we've started out with like, with nothing. And, and what we've done now, Christy's also a photographer. She's incredibly good. But we have literally just gone out and just shot everything that we could, right? Like we'll go to each other's houses and we'll shoot our fireplaces. If we go to the trade show, we'll shoot the entire trade show. You know, we, we had an event for the Firetime Workshop that was hosted at Associated Energy Systems in Seattle, Washington. So we literally we shot their entire warehouse. We shot the whole workshop anytime we can. We are shooting our own photos. And, and it, it means a couple things. We are limited in what we can show because there's a lot of things that we don't have pictures of. But what we do have pictures of is powerful. And I would recommend your company does the same thing. 
Now, we also subscribe to some, you know, stock photo websites, but specifically when we do this, we're going after something. We're not like, oh, I just want a picture of a nice room. You know, we want something very specific and we're not picking something that anyone else in the industry is is using. We're picking something that's unique for our project. So I, I, I really agree with that with photos. And what she said is true that you probably don't need as many photos as you think that you could use abstract photos or text or, or combinations of, of things to not have to show every picture of every fireplace if you have a limited selection of what you can choose. I'm biased, but, you know, Christie's work is is incredible. Every time I look at something that she's done, it's powerful and it has helped create the brand of the Firetime Magazine and the Firetime Podcast. And in addition to working with her, I also have to be related to her. She's my sister. I hope you guys got a ton of value out of that. And I know there's going to be follow-up questions. So maybe down the road, we'll have to have her on the podcast to talk about this. Now, if this episode of the podcast has been a blessing for you and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website patreon.com slash it's firetime. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash it's firetime. Now, as, as we go out today, my hope for you is that you take a look at your company's design. Open up your website. Look at your logo. Look at your business cards. I mean, gosh, don't get me started. We have so many bad business cards in our industry, right? Look at that. And I'm telling you, reach out to a professional. Now, we've started to have companies hiring Christy now to help with this. And I don't know if she can or can't for your business. But whether it's her or somebody else, find a professional to help you because good design is worth it. It will elevate the status of your company with your team members and your customers and ultimately help you sell more and make more money. So hope you have an amazing rest of the week. We will talk to you again very soon. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. I'm all in to burn it down.